Okay, good morning. So we are up to the next topic, which is Avas Habanim Vahabanas, loving your children. Then you love your wife, then afterwards, loving your wife, and then afterwards is loving people. Learn, learn, learn Torah, loving your friends. Loving your All rabbi. about love. What? Right? Loving your rabbi. Oh, of course. That's, kind of, that's, that's first on the That's list. number one. First number one. Number one. Okay. Avas Habanim Vahabanas. It's just like loving yourself should be a natural feeling. It says the Pagayites, loving your sons and daughters also. It applies really to any relative. It's literally, they are your flesh. Uh, um, even even this really uh, uh, is, you know, in parenting and in life in general, you have to make sure that love does not blind uh, propriety. Uh, it means you don't take care of your son. You spoil the kid. Right? You just, all you give is love, 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 love. You know, my, my wife tells me on, on Shabbos, some kid bit another kid. What should she do? Bit another kid? A bit. Bite. The second time it happened, apparently, it was not, our, not my kids. My kids, my, my kids would never do such a thing. And you know why? Because we taught them not to do it. Yeah, I, I can tell you what my mom did. What she did? When I bit her, she just bit me back and then I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> it works, okay? Uh, yeah, so tell me, you have to tell the parents. I said, you can't just let the kid go around being a shark. You know, I'm, I, it's like, you know, like, you know, Jaws, little kids walking around, like, you know, they can see kids with, like, bite marks. Now, you know, if the parents don't tell the kid not to bite, or they don't bite their own kid to teach them not to do that, uh, the green bloom way, uh, so this kid may not bite forever, they grow out of biting, but, but, but they have other things. You can't let a, a, a person turn into a, 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 a wild. By the way, you see... Um, uh, this uh, dynamic of, of 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 having, of course, first and foremost, love, but also discipline. When any of those are la- are lacking, you will see as the child gets older, they will be lacking majorly. You can see a uh, dysfunction uh, that's there. You need to have first and foremost love. Anyone who, any child who lacks love, uh, is actually Alan Bloom. I wanted to mention anyone who Alan Bloom was. He wrote a book. I wrote a book called "The Closing of the American Mind." He's yeah. a professor. Yeah. He was a professor at uh, University of Chicago. So that was actually, in that book, The Closing of American Mind, was about how, this is the 1980s, he wrote the book, I believe, uh, about how uh, academia in his day, and he was, uh, his, he was a social liberal. I mean, his own lifestyle was very liberal, uh, to say the least. Uh, uh, but, he, but, but he wrote a book how it became so close-minded to anything which is on the right, conservative, that, that you can't even hear it anymore. You can't, you can't even, it, it bothers you to hear such a thing. You heard of Alan Bloom? He was a lanceman of yours. Uh, from Chicago. So anyways, yeah. What? The what? Lucifer's Principle. Lucifer's Principle? I don't remember Never heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds scary to me. Yeah, I, I mean, usually Jews don't use the word Lucifer, but uh, it could be. I, I don't know. But he also wrote an article I once read many years ago, and he, he said the following thing. He said that if you look at the Arab world, uh, that the mothers do not hug the kids. 
uh, as only until like a, a to like, like six or seven that law do that, and after that it's considered taboo. Uh, it's really it's a taboo thing, and and he said that kids that don't have love become violent. He, he actually one of the reasons he ascribed to that world where there's a lot of violence is these kids don't have nurturing and mothers nurturing. It's considered like for an Arab boy to be hugged by his mother when he's older is like the biggest bizillion. So you know. Calvary, the father wouldn't, wouldn't hug a Father probably never hugged a kid. You know, <laughs> <laughs> saying, a kid who doesn't grow up with love, his point was there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a viltkite, there's a wild that is a, is a lack of, of, of nurture that's there. So of course you need nurture, but you also need to have... Um, Discipline. If you hold back the rod, you hate your child. Now again, <laughs> doesn't mean that you sit there and use your kid's batting practice. Uh, you know, it hit a kid for no reason, or to get because you were angry would actually very counterproductive. But the point is that you have to be able to to willingly discipline a child. And this is so important. I can't tell you. It's a, a mind-boggling. I gave this panel. I gave this panel uh, on, on intermarriage. Like, uh, it was in January. I this was the JCC, I think. JCC. Yeah. So these two ladies come over to me from Sinai. They said, okay, now we're bracing for our kid to bring back non-Jews. I'm like, well, why don't you say anything to him? To their children. There's two like, middle-aged ladies. Like They agreed with what I said. Well, we wouldn't tell him that. Like... I see it afterwards. Like they would, if this kid would be a, 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 a thief, they would, wouldn't stop him. Be like anything, like, <coughs> religion, they can't say anything to him. I remember, I remember, I once heard a story about a guy who went to Asia, Torah, became religious. He said that when he became religious, he asked his mother, "Why didn't you ever tell me about Judaism? Mm-hmm. I could have done anything." She said, "We didn't want to force you to do anything." So he wrote. This was kind of funny. He remembers calling a minority a, 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 a vulgar term, probably called a black with N word, and it's how his mother washed out his mouth with soap. But this, she didn't say anything. You know, she didn't want to force religion down him. The fact that the kid says one word, he gets gets into the bathroom, soap in his mouth, right? And this is how really a, a lot of because uh, they don't have it in their gut. Uh, unfortunately, how many little Jewish boys and girls never end up with a Jewish education. The ahava senefesh. You have to love the kid's soul, right? If you give the kid, this kid has Yiddish principles that he is ahava satayra. That he he comes uh, with Torah v'nichlam as ahavas atzmo. Because you have to. It's really loving yourself. Kibramazak abiv abba. Because your child, a child, will be your will be your salvation at some level. He will be humeric. See if yisabinicha. This is actually also initially push your kid. And afterwards, he'll give you nachas for your soul. Right? This child will give you nachas for uh, for your soul. You have to do with your children. Uh, you have to be able to discipline them and have love for them as well. Everything according to the child. A little kid's a little kid. He can't understand anything. It's like I always say, my two-year-olds and three-year-olds, they dump everything on the floor. You scream at them. It's really, it's, it's, it's cruelty. You know why? They don't get it. I've said this to some of the people here. Like, you know, this one more time, a little kid did something outside. And the, lady, the lady comes in. How dare you? Oh, my goodness. 
You think a three-year-old kid gets what they're doing, a three-year-old kid? They don't get, it's like, you know, they don't even know how to go in the toilet. They, it's still being, you know, potty trained. They're going to get a skewing a kid. You know, it's, that doesn't make sense. That's what two-year-olds do. You know, the Chazanish was once, somebody once came to ask about his kid. And the kid was there the whole time. He said, just they're not doing it. He was like two years old. The Chazanish says, go make a mess. <laughs> go make a mess. That's, that's what, what you do. That's what two-year-olds do. They make messes, you know. Uh, and if you if you if you scream at a two year old, you actually will traumatize the kid, uh-huh. right? That's not a healthy thing. That's what they do. Of course, if they know, so they start to learn simply. But there's no there's nothing really you can do with such a little kid. That's part of the just like if you you know imagine a kid wakes up in the middle of the night screaming and goes to be nursed. Like, how dare you wake me up? Like that doesn't work. That's what the kids little kids do. It's, it's just whether it's our own kids or other kids, it's it's important to be to realize. Um, then, then he says, but as you get older, you have to be more careful. You can never be cruel to hit a child for no, 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 no reason, or to do it overweight. If the teacher child, benachas, and with rachamim, if they sometimes give him a patch. If you ever have to hit his kid, Rebellion Lepion would put on his hat and jacket and wait 20 minutes. Why? Because everything was for the right reason. It wasn't just catharsis. By the way, this is in general. Whenever you're getting your children, anyone you're dealing with, mm-hmm. if you have to tell somebody off or to discipline somebody, if you do it on off the cuff, almost definitely, it's going to be out of anger and not out of... Not, not out of uh, uh, you know, it's, it's important that, that, that uh, in any human dynamic, this thing... Uh, low, low, um, certainly never to, to patch a kid uh, in an area where he could literally get really hurt. When he gets old, you have to explain things. If you hit an older kid, what happens? They'll rebel. No older kids are going to be patched. Everything is according to the kid. You gotta, at that point, you've got to be able to explain things. Uh, so a little kid doesn't get it. So you have to put red lines. Uh, again, and how you do that is with you know, in today's world, those red lines should be with more talking than patching, especially with these kids today. Uh, but an older kid, for sure not. Even then, doesn't screaming at anybody doesn't work. You know, I told somebody that an like, older kid, 16, 17, 18, it's too late. You know. Yeah. At that point, screaming is not going to work. Potching is not going to work. It's only talking, you know. Uh, Reform school, that probably works. Uh, he damages kids. That's what that, that, that does. Uh, he, um, uh, there you go. That's it. Inspire them. Education for... Uh, there you go. Uh, even the word. Can't say it. Shana Kabagara. Lashen Rakshavgav. Very important. You know, very, very important. If you're a child, you cannot uh, not give the kid the proper respect amongst Laman uh, for, for, You should, shouldn't hurt the kid, right? You didn't discipline. My mother, my wife's very good. She also take the kid out of the room, even from, from the siblings. Don't do it in front of their siblings. Don't make them feel bad. Don't. Uh, um, also, super important, not to distinguish between your kids. Why? You'll cause your kids to hate each other. If you give one kid even a drop more than the... What's that? 
Yeah, the Chazal criticized. Absolutely, he was criticized by by Chazal for 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 giving. The kid, you, your child, you should always forgive. Your child you used to be able to forgive a child, not to harbor deep. Just like I mentioned, actually, with a prophet or a parent, this, uh, you know, speaking during the night. And sometimes you have to not hear things. Right? You can't take everything. Like, Sometimes you don't want to do certain things, but you do it for a child. And all of these things, these these last three things, right? Being able to forgive a child, uh, being able to to keep quiet and not to to pretend you didn't hear something, and uh, being able to, even though you're the parent, I'm the parent. You know, if the kid really wants something, it's not something you want to do. Um, I, every time my wife turns on music in the car, I have this in mind. How am I listening to these kids' stories? What's this kid's song? It's much torture for me. <laughs> I can't imagine these stories for the kids. It's literally torture. These kids can... I mean, it's not just that they listen to it. They listen to it 40 times. Like, uh, how many times can I possibly listen to the same thing? Mamish, Mamish, Mr. Nefesh. But... You know, I, then my, I want to listen to a, a Gemara share, maybe, you know, an a, a inspiring lecture. I don't know where, you know, if I want to hear the news, they can care less at all this stuff. So I'm going to give up my wealth. I'm not, you know, I'm not in the car without, you know, as much nearly as much as my wife, but, uh, but you give up, give up for your kids. That's, uh, that's if you want to get, you know, imagine your kids in the car every day listening to, to, to Kachim, you know, Shurim on Zvachim, uh, your six year old daughters, what's going to think? Like, you know, just bored out of her mind. Uh, so, on a serious note, but if you want to have, if you want to have a good parental relationship with your children going forward, yeah, these three things are important: being able to forgive, being able not to hear everything. Actually, marriage also. It's like I, I, I can't tell you these people come to me, and I think that's like, why do you have to hear everything? Don't listen to every little comment. You know, make it into a big deal. It's like such a big deal. Like actually, by the spouse, you mean? By a spouse, actually, it is a communal leader that I, quote unquote communal leader that in the Bay Area. Like every single thing becomes like a big deal. It's every comment, oh, whoa, every, and everything's personal. Like it's like so petty. You can't deal with people like that. Mm-hmm. You can't. You can't deal. Like every, you know, everything is a, is 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 a big, is a big deal. You know, kids, especially especially, say stupid things. If you take a parent, everything dumb they say. You know, every, not everything needs to be disciplined, and not everything needs to be commented on. Some things you guys learn to, and in marriage is the same thing. You just got to learn how to keep quiet. Don't you didn't hear it? Pretend like you didn't hear it. You know, in life, it's it's a good skill set. Um, and the most important thing is the uh, to teach your kid Torah, to give your kid a Torah education. How many Jews were lost in America because they put their kids in public school? How many millions? Of Jews are lost. You can't get these kids back, right? Parents they get, put them in public school. You know what public school education is? It's a education via guy. That's what a public school education is. It's made for goyim. It's an education of a guy. It's an education how to be like to like all the nations of the world and not to know anything anything Jewish. So the main thing is for a parent to give his kid a Yiddish a Torah education. 
how, how poor is this person's portion? <coughs> if your children are, to, are Torah scholars, if they know, if they're knowledgeable in Torah, that's a tremendous accomplishment. If you get, you, you could get that. It's not always up to you, but if you could achieve that, you'll be blessed in this world and the next world. You have a child you have to put all your effort in. And with all of your financial means, all your means, right? your children should not be uh, ignoramuses. Whoa, how, an Amaretz will do the worst things, the worst of errors, thinking and doing mitzvahs. I was actually at a gentleman with me last week. His only thing, his only connection to Judaism is Israel, like literally. So he's an intermarried kid. So he says to me, but, uh, but he, the, the, this child told him that if they have kids, they have to raise them to be Jewish. They're going to raise them to be Jewish. So I said to him, person is a very person of means. <coughs> I said, you're already, the door, this door is already intermarried. What are you going to do? The, so I said, put a fund, make a fund, a trust fund for Jewish education. Mm-hmm. It's the only way it's going to happen. This, this child, her husband's not going to pay for a Jewish education. Put aside a trust fund. I don't know. I said, you're out of your mind. You know, you want your kids to have anything Jewish? Put a trust fund for the kids to go to Jewish school. Uh, incentivize it. You know, otherwise, this kid whose father is a Gentile, whose mother does nothing Jewish, is not going to have a shot. <laughs> it's not a shot, not a chance, if you're realistic. Uh, uh, you know, um, um, he probably doesn't want the Jewish education. <laughs> no, the person... He wasn't to be Jewish, but he really... No, he, this person said to me, the person said to me, he has his own regrets. Oh. No, no, no. Really, he didn't. He gave his kids no Jewish education. What do you think is going to happen? Did he have a Jewish education? Had, he had more, yeah. He had oh, more. he had something. He had something, yeah. Uh, because, you know, years ago, so as much, people were much... Mm-hmm. Uh, he was not, did not grow up religious, by any means, but he had uh-huh. some Jewish education. Uh-huh. If you know nothing of Judaism, you're not going to fear sin. And you'll never be pious in anything Jewish if, you if you're an Igramas. Uh, uh, and if you can't do it for all your children, give, you know, have one kid, push him to do something with Torah. You gotta got to pray that your kid should have a connection to Torah. Uh, you should even fast for this. Does he really say that? I mean, if you can't do it for all, do just for one. If you know, if you be a Torah scholar. To ter- in other words, give everybody an education but make one. Yeah, if you could have one kid learn longer and go to, let's oh. say, today you would call it a kolal, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, but, but they all should get the basic education. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Or, but you also have to remember one thing. In those days, people were poor. So let's say it only, they'd all be religious. But if you have one kid to give him a, a tutor, which is how they lived... Yeah. And the, this is not the case. one kid you pay for a tutor yeah. to be more knowledgeable. Because that happened in my family. I mean, we, there were three of us, and they all went to Hebrew school. But I was the one who went to, you know, yeshivas. And anyone, yeah. is anyone else learning Dafyomi? No. Yeah, so you see what happened. Those, <laughs> those, those, those roots, yeah. the, the seeds were there. Hebrew school wasn't. You know, Hebrew school, Hebrew school was, was, was a tragic yeah. Uh, yeah, phenomenon. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't call. I wouldn't call it complete waste, but for many people, it was actually counterproductive in some ways. Yeah. Um, um, it's an amazing thing. You should pray, even fast sometimes. I actually, I honestly believe anyone who's about tshuva today had a, had some of some ancestor somewhere, sometime crying for that their descendants, their children should be forgiven. 
You know, they, they, they put a seed out there, right? And even if it skipped a couple of generations, somebody was praying, somebody was crying. I mean, this was, this was what a Yiddish mama did, a Jewish mother or father. They, they prayed and even fasted that the children should follow Torah and mitzvahs. They shouldn't end up sitting and be pulled away. Especially by daughters, because you know how with a girl... She'll marry somebody, and then they'll be locked into wherever lifestyle. First of all, to, to push girls, any of these girls are from bad midas, um, and to teach them good midas and Torah and all the things. We call Das, and anyone who really loves their kids are going to think about anything they can do. I tell this all the time to grandparents. A few people, they have grandchildren. Children are religious. Said it's up to you. <laughs> what are you going to do about it, right? Are you going to give the kid, buy them Jewish books? You get, like, I, you know, I, even, even if you have nephews and nieces, you got to think, what could you possibly do for them, right? You have any relative, they have no Yiddish education. Mm-hmm. You got to be thought out, like, what you can do, which gifts you can get them, you know, which opportunities you can grant them. Um, you know, I remember I once was in, in Harnof in Israel, and I met a Jewish woman. Ah... Uh, Whose, whose father was a Gentile, his mother was Jewish, and her, her uncle, her uncle had become a Baal Tshuva, very prominent uh, business person. And how was she studying in Nevei Yerushalayim? Because her uncle had told her since she was a little kid, I will pay for you to go to Israel any time you want to study in a Jewish school. Mm. And I don't know what else this uncle did, right? Because this woman was in her 30s. So, and she, uncle, says she's a kid. So you're talking about decades of an uncle saying that, right? You know, decades. And she, she was she was celebrating Shabbos because her uncle, you know, the Gaisha father, her uncle had promised over and over, whenever you want to go, I'll pay for you. So he planted seeds for years, years. That didn't that didn't happen overnight. And here this lady was keeping Shabbos, you know, because and studying in Nevei Yerushalayim because an uncle from years before. Right, so you got to think, what could I, you know, strategize, what could I do, how could I do this? Whoever people are holding, you know, to give them life, to give them eternal life. Or, or, didn't object it. What? Your parents didn't object She's in her 30s, what are they going to do? Oh, she was already in She was an older lady, yeah. Yeah, what are they going to do? And I'm sure she's 13, they would be, but, but the point is, this uncle, again, I don't know the whole story, but so much this lady told me. You know, had planted seeds for years. You know, obviously it's different if you're a grandparent than an uncle but, or a parent. But whatever it is, you got to think, what could I do? What, you know, what opportunities could I give the, my loved ones? It's not going to be, you can't force people. Ultimately in life, you got to encourage people. You got to give opportunities. You got to think of ways how I can do, you know, how I can give it. By the way, it's not an orange children. If you see a kid... How many stories can I tell you about people affecting other people's kids? Because mm-hmm. they, 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 they resonated with this child. They saw that they impacted it. They, they saw they can do something for it. Of course, all education has to be truth. You can't feed somebody a false education. right? You can't make up, oh, I want, I, I, the bottom line is I want them to be religious so I can tell them things which are not true. This is before the internet, you know. You know, you, you know, certainly today, any kid could find out, you know, things are true or not true. You have to, you have to actually figure out what's not true on the Internet. But that's, that stuff is very time-consuming and challenging. But if someone wants to find out, 
you know, this is, you know, if you tell them a fake story or a fake narrative, eventually they'll find out, and that'll be very detrimental. You don't, you can't, we're not, men, the, men's, the ends don't justify the means. So if you have, truth is, our, is our, always our means, right? You cannot make up false things in order to get someone to keep uh, Torah. It's even questionable things. If, if a person's faith in God is built on fa- questionable promises, that's a very bad thing to have. So real education comes with one thing. Truth, truth, and truth. Right? And if something's difficult to understand, so say it's, you know, this is a difficult thing to understand. Or I don't, or I don't get it, but this doesn't change the fact that everything else is true. If you see a kid doing anything which is reprehensible, or it's swearing, uh, or, or not only fault, you know, but swearing in the name of God, obviously, um, anything that's wrong. Right? Certainly, uh, which means uh, anything right, revolving on youth and sexuality, be very careful with a child in that. You put a boy and a girl in a, in a, in a mixed environment, yeah. right? You send them on a, on a thing. What do you add out of your mind? You know, what are you crazy? You're going to put a boy uh, with pumping with hormones with girls in situations which are compromised, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> what are you thinking? You know, you put a kid in a college dorm. I don't know. I, I wouldn't, I'd be terrified of myself in a college dorm. And I'm married with eight kids. Friday nights, you know, what's going on there? What do you think is going to happen? You know, if you, if you don't do it, what's going to go through your head just being there? Right? You know, I mean, what do you think on a Friday night you think they're singing... Uh, Call them call Gash or Samoys, you know. Ana Hashem, Ana Hashem, Ana Hashem. Can you have the chag that's listening? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ain't a that arise. You put your, these children, you put them in these camps, and these this. You realize one thing: there's no apatrias that arise. Vahar b'yaldus oisa. You can really do in your youth a lot. You can mess yourself up, right? You can mess yourself up tremendously, and it can have lifetime consequences. Um, and actually, the Gemara says uh, that bad friends could be terribly damaging. Uh-huh. Right? They could be. I mean, as I said many times, most kids, the first time they take drugs, it starts with a friend who offers them. Come on, try it. This, that. Right. So if you're a parent, uh, you got to separate from bad fr- <laughs> from bad friends. You got to be careful. To who they're friendly with, and truth is, raising children uh, is, 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 comes with pain. It, it comes with pain. By the way, I just want to say this for the grandparents. For the grandparents is the same thing. If you just a grandparent who just spoils the kid, then you're not you're not doing your, your due, due diligence. Now, obviously, most parents don't want their grandparents coming in. You, you know, mom, it's my kid, my kid. Like, you know, dad, please stay out of this. But you have to think of what can you do. How it is. Obviously, if you're babysitting the kids, you have the kids. You know, if you're, and I just want to say for the aunts and uncles in the world in here, also you should think, like, how could you impact? You know, how could you impact? You know, in today's world, anyone, you can, you can impact the kid, you know, for, for life. For, for eternity, for eternal life, um, on, many, on, many, on many levels, from Sarah Agra, and according to the effort is the reward. 
kills me when I think about these public schools and these kids. Today also, people, you know, they kill them. Slaughtered. Judaism sucked out. Let alone being learned. Right? The damage. It's just a, it's just a, sh- a showing. You know, if the, you, school education costs money. T- it costs, t- t- you know, I, my son, I was not learning yesterday. My son knocks on my door. It's a mirror. Can I learn with him I think I was going to say no to that. You know, I think you're going to say no to my son. What, what better thing could it, could it be? By the way, there's plenty of times where I ask him to learn. He's not really. He's not. I'm playing. Leave me alone. It's like it's like, it's like he's a wind-up toy. You say, "Okay, let's go learn." It doesn't work that way, you know. It doesn't work that way. That's not how life goes. So you got to take the serious nefesh. You want to give people Torah. You want to give children, relatives Torah. Takes time, energy, money. Just like ourselves, it takes time, energy, money. With other people, how much more so? And really, therefore. The love of children is a custodianship. You view yourself as you love Hashem, and what could I do for these children? Of course, there's a natural love, which is healthy and and innate. Hashem gives it to us. But there's also if you love Hashem, what could I? How could I impact Hashem's children? I want these children to, to be Ayvde Hashem, serving Hashem, or to, to have a connection to Um they should serve Hashem. Obviously, people I get often asked, um, you know, do you, do you have to have children? You know, I, could you imagine people like will go to me even more to my wife? Are you done yet? You know, like that kind of comment. <laughs> are you done yet? That's like you know, like or or, or are you allowed to use contraception in Judaism? Like, like in California, I, I, it's like amazing how many dogs there are here. And how few Jews, I mean, how few kids, few Jews, how few kids. So, like, by then they think, like, so I always, you know, for, if I, if I always will tell people, I said, what is your greatest joy in this world? Or what's your greatest impact? This is, this is, here's the bottom line. Your greatest impact are your children. There's no question about it. That is going to be your legacy. Obviously, you can do someone else's children. That's also a great impact. But that's, that's going to continue. That, that continues onwards. So that's not just bringing children to the world; it's raising them to be serving Hashem. Uh, I, you know, if you if you if you help a Jewish child go to school, right? You, you're not just helping that child; you're helping all the future generations. Uh, you know, if you're same thing if you're a teacher, we'll get to that. If you're if you impact any Jewish child, uh, it's affecting generations. You um, yeah, you right. So ultimately, he says, You really love your kids. Says, to love your kids does not mean to make them happy. You want to have balanced kids. To love your kids means to give them eternal life. To love your kids means to get them that they're going to serve Hashem. And therefore, they'll merit eternal life. Just like to love ourselves is to get make sure that we have oilam haba. That we, you know, actually the following thing: if you if you love your kid and he enjoys a moment of pleasure, and it's damaged the rest of his life, right? I remember I once read about a certain community in Latin America. They take the kid, the bar mitzvah boy, secular community, and the day they turn bar mitzvah, they do with these boys, take him to a zayna. That was the culture in this country. They take him to a prostitute. 
okay, to a prostitute, to, you're now a man. That's the bar mitzvah present they gave the kid. It's not an Orthodox community, okay? So, don't, don't think there's any 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 heter, any leniency. It's promise and mice is no terrible, terrible. So you know, if you're a kid, thirteen-year-old boy, it must be on a, on a, a nefesh Bahamas, on, a, on an animalistic level, very pleasurable. But you're destroying that kid on many levels, right? It's not about having fun. It's not about having pleasure, right? If you love your kids. You'll give them the biggest gift, which is Torah mitzvahs, right? The biggest bar mitzvah gift, the biggest gift you can give your kids is a connection to Hashem. The biggest gift you can give your kids is, is a path to the eternal, the, eternal, the, the eternal world. And therefore, a parent who truly loves their kids, the greatest overarching thing that they will think about has how to get them that. That's true love. If you love somebody, you want to give them the biggest gift they can ever, get, they can ha- ever have. And the biggest gift that a child can have is, to, is, 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 is a path, is a derech, to love Hashem, to do Hashem's Torah mitzvahs, and to be zeicheh to Eilam Habar.